welcome again to another edition of Inland Lighthouse Church Podcast. And uh, this is a special day today. We got part two uh, with Sister Trailer, and, and with me today in our in our studio is Brother Danny Torado. Hello, everyone. And like I mentioned, with part two, we got Sister Trailer here. Uh, in part one, you definitely want to go hear that, as well as uh, we did have a podcast with um, her husband, Brother Robert Trailer, uh, and he talked a lot about uh, how he got back in church and uh, and how he ended up in Russia. And you definitely want to want to hear that. There's some great uh, stories he told us there. So anyway, today we're going to focus on uh, this part with Sister Trailer. Sister, why don't you go ahead and say hello? Hello, everybody again. Um, uh, I'm glad you're all listening to us. <laughs> I hope it's going to be a blessing. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Uh, so we're excited again to have you here in our studio. Um, and so today, again, we're going to focus a little bit about uh, about raising kids. You, you'd mentioned that the people have asked you, and actually uh, it's, a, it's, it's neat that you ask, actually asked me because my wife um, brought it up and, and uh, said, you ought to talk to her about raising kids and, and stuff like that. And, and so, well, it was God, I guess, wanted to, to <laughs> get some uh, good advice out there. Well, we know, uh, and it's great, you have your kids back here in the United States. You're going to be with us for a while. And uh, we have the pleasure, I teach Sunday school, and I have the pleasure of having all three of your children uh, in my class. And they're definitely a blessing, and they're fitting right in. They're, they're not shy, and, and uh, they're participating. And actually had your older daughter, Mary, lead a group of 20 kids trying to put a scripture together for our memory verse. Um, but anyway, ho- hopefully they're enjoying their time in our Sunday school. But anyway, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, what was on your mind and, and how you've been able to raise such good kids and any advice you have mm-hmm. and just kind of go ahead and talk a little bit. Okay. Um, well, uh, as a young mother or preparing to be the mother, I, um, I remember praying and uh, I told God from the very beginning, I said, Lord, it, uh, I'm not have have kids, but I'm asking you to give me children. And um, the only uh, condition that I did have, I said, if they're not going to be serving God and they're not going to be saved, I don't want any children. Wow. That was my bottom line. So, and after that prayer, I got pregnant with pregnant with Mary, <laughs> and um, uh, it was. Uh, very beautiful story from that point on, and I have promise, and I believe my children will be saved. And um, but uh, I was very sincere about it. Number one, you got to be really determined from the very start and very sincere. Uh, number one, serving God yourself, but uh, concerning your children as well. But it's a, a long process. Um, to, um, from the beginning to the end, when God con- uh, conceives the child inside your womb, uh, he doesn't stop uh, with just the labor. When the child is birthed, this is his uh, heritage. Uh, he continues on raising that vessel until it comes to the uh, level of maturity. So we have to be uh, good stewards in that, uh, how we raise the children. And today uh, I would like to... Sp- uh, focus on how to raise kids in church and kids that do receive the Holy Ghost while they're in church. Now, uh, this is uh, totally different than if you uh, 
you live in the world and you have kids in the world, it's totally different approach and it needs to be because uh, children of the kingdom of God need to be treated and looked at differently. We cannot take approach of the world to raise our kids that have the Holy Ghost. It just, it, it's going to burst the vessel. It's not going to stay together. It's going to be a tragedy. So you, we have to have the right mind as mother um, towards that. And I'm looking at the young couples here in the church in Rialto and uh, see them get married, having kids. It's so beautiful story. Uh, one after the other, Jerrica and Ruben got married. They have a little child and Malachi. It's so beautiful. And um, every time uh, we we'll listen, uh, we'll listen to uh, online messages from Rialto. And once in a while we hear uh, Pastor Joel Booker say, well, such and such had a baby. We're going to pray for him today. And it's another joy to the world, you know. And uh, uh, But, you know, that joy doesn't stop there. The, the moment of the child was born, uh, it, it doesn't stop. It. It's really just start. The process just starting to happen for you. You have to... Uh, uh, pray and you have to uh, come to realization that this child is special in the sight of the Lord. When you dedicate your child, it's a special in the sight of the Lord and, and, and you got to treat it as so. Mm -hmm. This child does not belong to you, it belongs to God. So you got to inquire of God uh, how to raise this child. All children are different. All the recipes how mothers raise their children are different. There are going to be no another Julia Trailer and no another Mary Nicola Diana. They're all going to be very unique uh, children when they grow up. Uh, but I do have certain things for mothers to focus in general, how they can uh, maybe pin it under their uh, sleeve, you know, and use it while they're raising their children. Um, you, no, before yeah. you go on, uh, keep yes. that train of thought because okay. I know I'm not going to remember mine if I don't get it out there. <laughs> um, you mentioned sure. something about God. I don't want kids if they're not going to serve God. I, it just, that just kind of reminded me of uh, Bishop Booker, um, you know, great preacher, preaches all over the country yes. and the world. Um, people ask him, well, are your kids going to become preachers? And, and I, I distinctly remember I said, you know what? It doesn't, if God wants it, fine. I'm not going to force him. He goes, all I want is for these kids to live for God. Absolutely. That's that's the only thing I want. So, yeah. I mean, that's some great great advice. And, and uh, um, I'm thinking, and you mentioned also about dedicating. We have uh, baby dedications. Uh, it's not baby baptisms. Um, mm -hmm. And actually our, our bishop and pastor have said that, that the dedication is really more for the parents. Absolutely. You know, yes, they bring their babies up there and yes. we anoint them. We pray for the ministry. We'll pray for them. Um, but it's really focused on the parents and it's mm -hmm. them being committed to say, hey, I want to raise my kid in the mm -hmm. truth and in the church and do the best I can with wisdom and prayer and, mm -hmm. and that. So it's it's yeah. kind of yes. neat that you're doing that. Yes, absolutely. Um I was not um, raised as a mother uh, with a lot of advice uh, of the elders like you have here. Um, so I, my answers came directly from God or from the scriptures, and I just have to beat the path myself mm -hmm. in a lot of areas. And when Sister Booker came into my life and, and as an elder, just through her example, I could find some answers for, for myself, what I needed to do with my kids. But uh, I believe Sister Booker will agree that this generation facing a total different challenges than 
uh, when she was facing, when she became a mother. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, in some areas today, mothers uh, trading their path themselves through, with the help of God and with the help of the elder elders. Um, so number one, um, I would like to say that your child is a reflection of yourself. And um, if we see uh, problems or difficulties in the children's life, remember that it's your reflection. There is something in your life that God is trying to show and deal with you. So if you're going to pray for your child to overcome certain things, um, my suggestion, that's what I do. I pray and ask God, what is it in my life that's reflecting into their life first? I want to fix that in my life first before I help my child. And in that process, you've got to be very patient, uh, not just with yourself. You've got to be patient with your child. Uh, spankings, yes, a rod, we use, we, we do. and But a lot of time it's a process of teaching and directing and consistent correction in, in, in the right direction. Um, number two... Uh, of course, prayer and growth as a parent continually. Um, we have a saying, uh, oh, our children grow as a weed, you know, fast. They grow fast as a weed. But uh, children that are raised in church and have the Holy Ghost, they're not weeds. They're, they're, they need to be treated as a beautiful flower in the garden. Uh, like the roses I have in my garden, they... They take special attention, special uh, fertilizer, special uh, time of watering it and nourishing it at certain times. Uh, uh, that's the difference from the world, how we raise our children. Uh, it has to be with attentive. You gotta watch your child and um, you gotta pull the weeds out of their character continually and direct them in the right direction. You, you can't just uh, send them to school and not seeing them all day and come in the evening, you're tired, they're tired, forget about everything, go to bed. I mean, that's grown as a weed. We don't pay attention to the weed, they just grow. <laughs> but uh, raising children in church, it takes time, it takes dedication, it takes your continual growth and understanding how and what to do. Uh, number. Let, let me, let me uh-huh. cut you off here. I, I want to yeah. go back to one of the things you said, um, a reflection of yourself. In, in, I'm just curious, in Russia, do they have a, they have a saying, and it's probably one of the worst parental guidance um, sayings there is, is don't do as I say, do or don't do as I do, do as I say. <laughs> and so it's like the parents are given license for them to mm-hmm. go off and do whatever they want, yeah. but they expect their kids to yeah. do the opposite and yeah. do right. So. Yeah. Is that kind of, do they have something yes. similar in Russia? Absolutely. Like- <laughs> you can see it every day. Uh, mothers in Russia, a lot of times you see them scolding kids on the street, just screaming at them and uh, dragging them across the ground. They're really rough with their kids. They're not not patient at all. They're At times you look at it and it just grieves your heart. And here's that child that's not matured enough to understand why and what and um, I just feel burdened for Russian kids. I really do. You know, do. going back to the first couple things, prayer and yeah. I want God, um, the kids to serve God. 
I think the other thing it would be, again, a self-reflection saying, God, if I'm not ready to have kids, because I yeah. look at parents nowadays and, you know, in my own family or close relations, whatever, mm-hmm. where they don't have the patience, it seems like, because you need a lot of patience, you know, uh, to take care of kids. It, it, yeah. It's a time, it's a lot of commitment, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and if you're, I think if you're not, you know, ready for that, it's going to be terrible. I mean, don't even bring a kid in this world if you're not willing to just, it's 24 seven, you know, mm-hmm. type of, it's a job. Yeah, I have six. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, well, we, we learn from our father because we want him to be patient with us. Certainly. You know, uh, he chastises us because he loves us, but uh, at times we say, Lord, uh, be patient with me, please. Give me understanding so I don't walk these ways anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, um, we learn from our Father. Now, I would like to touch a little bit on the physical part of kids, okay? We we want to raise the vessels of the Holy Ghost, not just full of the Holy Ghost and spiritual being, but also... Um, their physical development as well. Their mental health has to be there. So I encourage mothers to for kids to have proper diets. Mm. Uh, junk food comes and they do um, face it. There's so many snacks in this world. There's more snacks and junk food than there is good. Mm. So um, what I do with my kids, they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner and they have good food coming their way. And if they want a snack in between, that's fine. Don't make the snack and the junk being the main meal. That's some good advice there. Uh, yes. uh, and, uh, I know you probably have more to say, but I want to throw this. I remember uh, my mm-hmm. wife uh, with one of her youngest, uh, the doctors wanted to put him on drugs. They said he had um, hyper... Uh, Attention. Mm-hmm. Attention deficit type yeah. of thing. They wanted to drug him up to calm him down, this mm-hmm. and that. But she went to another doc, got a second opinion. He said, you know what, just kind of cut out some of the sugar, sugar. some of the snacks. Yeah. And let him get, run around and get some yeah. exercise. And, yeah. and he just turned around just 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 overnight practically yeah. and just watching his diet. So right. there's a lot to that. Right. Nutrition. Well, as the world going on and we see children growing improper and uh, very sick uh, a lot of times, a lot of sickness in this world. We want to make sure that Church of Tomorrow, our children that present the church in the future, will have their physical strength to lead people to salvation. I believe the reason why Mary and Nikolai uh, look so big today, I mean, they they look more mature and more strong to, compared to some of the kids, uh, uh, in, even in Russia, because they have a sturdy schedule of meals and uh, they they eat uh complex vitamins uh, in terms of balanced diet, not just the meat or just the vegetables. They they eat all of it on the plate. And it didn't come just uh, on their choice. We have we had to encourage them. We had to sometimes push, you know, push them forward to, to try to do and uh, we work with them to um, develop the right habits, eating habits. This is very important for them. No. Uh, on, so. on that, uh, for the diet, mm-hmm. like, can you give us an example, say for like one thing for breakfast you give them or uh, lunch and dinner, just to kind of, mm-hmm. just give us ideas of, of right. what you talk about a diet. Right. Uh, number one, we don't, if the child is not hungry, we don't make them eat. 
they they have right to push the plate aside and take a break, but they're not getting no snacks either. <laughs> you know, uh, breakfast. If we have heavy breakfast, we have light lunch and vice versa. You know, sometimes for breakfast we have eggs and toast and uh, milk, uh, fruit. Um, Sometimes they love breakfast burritos. Nana's breakfast burritos, <laughs> one of the best. Uh, so this is very good. And then uh, lunchtime, normally soup, really good soup, vegetables in it, um, beans, maybe meat. Um, and the dinner may be a little um, more heavy on um, some kind of buckwheat kasha and uh, cutlet and side of vegetables, so maybe salad to go with it, and mm. it's just round meals, really round meals. You, you can go through through the day and uh, put protein on them and uh, on 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 their plate, and you can put vegetables and make sure it's not one sided, and and just. I know it takes dedication and it takes planning for the mother ahead of time because they gotta make a list, go to the grocery store, plan their meals. But I'm telling you, it, it's worthwhile. Then letting your child snack, 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 snack. And then you can't control their attitudes. You can't control their mood swings and everything else because their system just out of balance. I, I was so. curious, in, in Russia, um, in the United States, I work for a bottled water company. And uh, um, they predicted, I remember I've been with them 13 years now, uh, that at some point, I think they said it, they predicted it would be 2020, that water would overtake um, carbonated, sugary soft drinks as the number one um, preferred beverage. And it's actually mm -hmm. already happened now. So it happened like two years before mm -hmm. they predicted. I'm just curious, are, are, are soft drinks and stuff like that very big and popular in, in Russia? And is it because they say, I mean, the, the obese, they say that's yeah. one major mm. contributor to right. obesity problems in the United States. Obviously. Oh, yes. We have Pepsi, Pepsi plant and Coca-Cola plant and they produce all those all. same drinks you have here. <laughs> um, we're very limited on buying uh, soda pops. And uh, if we go to McDonald's uh, once in two weeks or so just for a treat for kids, then they get Coca-Cola with it. They, they get stuff. You know, we're not cutting them off. Uh, I'm more focusing on everyday routine yeah, of the mother. Okay. And I don't keep it in my cabinet either because if it's in my cabinet, it's going to be... Yeah, <laughs> they'll find it. Yeah, they'll yeah. find it. I mean, they're kids like everybody else. <laughs> they're tempted with the same things. And we don't keep candy in the house too because it will be eaten in a matter of days. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. you got to control it. Mm -hmm. Discipline, I'm talking about schedules of... Uh, sleeping and resting and uh, doing their homework. Uh, now, my children are homeschooled, so in the morning they have certain schedule. Uh, and I encourage for mothers every morning, uh, either before breakfast or after, depending on your child needs, to uh, direct them into prayer and not just praying for their food. Uh, I'm encouraging the mothers to put God first in children's day. Uh, give the first fruit of the day to God. And if you lead them every morning in the, that direction, they're going to be set for life. Mm -hmm. You know, with scripture that I really base, basing out of this lesson today is Proverbs 22 and 6 that train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, 
he will never depart depart from it. So the mother playing a is critical uh, role in the child's life. They gotta set a schedule for them that when they grow old, they will follow the same schedule. And I actually got that um, understanding, I would say, advice from Bishop's uh, uh, Book of David, the first book, mm. where uh, he was talking about mother of Samuel, who was uh, directing him in prayer uh, as his child. And there was a man of, of prayer. And he, I think he was mentioning in it that his mother was encouraging him in the mornings to pray. And I don't exactly remember how he said that or phrased it, but that's where I got my thought from, that I want my children to be children, uh, to be people of prayer, to be uh, men and women of God of prayer. And um, that's, I want their day to start, start with God. So that's- Well, I, I know I, um I try to do that. I, I think I mentioned to your husband, uh, we had Brother uh, Molander um, uh, give a seminar or lesson uh, to our youth, and it was an open to the whole church. And he talked about prayer and how he started his day, and I, I felt some conviction. But I, I tell you, since that time, and it's been at least a couple of years, I think, mm-hmm. that every day I get up, I, li- I like uh, listening to an audio Bible and reading at the same time because right. both those... Uh, senses hearing it and reading it uh, it tends to verses just tend to jump out a little mm-hmm. bit more but I start my day I go through and and I, I know one I've read through the Bible um, more times during a year than I ever have because uh, I'm consistent but every day I just mm-hmm. you know get up but I do put my coffee on uh, right around first or second yes. in that yeah. time frame but, uh, that. <laughs> but I definitely uh, start my day off uh, with with that and I I believe it's got to be helping me. So right. we'll have to ask my Well, wife I don't that. know about you, but uh, we came out of the world. Our families, my family was not serving God. So all the patterns and habits that I had to develop in my life, I had to do it myself. And, you know, it took me years. I, when I just got in church, I did not start my, my day with prayer. I had totally different habits in my life than what I have today, but it took me so long. So today, putting it in my kids early in their age, it actually propels them further in God that I could ever walk. So I'm investing it in them. Uh, and I, I'm encouraging every mother to do it. Yeah. So um, That's good advice. Mm. Yes. Also, uh, one of the, um, some of the most important things today in our age that's the generation that's different from the generation of Bishop and and Pastor Joel Booker, uh, my generation. Um, today, mothers have to str- have to do more to make more room for for God in their children child's life. And the reason why I'm saying is this is this is why. When let's say Bishop uh, was growing up. He, he was testifying that his family was poor. There was not much toys. There was not much food. There was not much anything, really. And I can relate to that because I was kind of in the same shoes because I didn't try first gum before, before I was 15 years old. I had no gum in my life as, as a child growing up. So uh, our life was not full of stuff that we have. our children have today. Uh, it was kind of empty a lot of times. And 
uh, children could um, spend time in quietness and just sit in there quietly and undisturbed, calmly for for long periods of time. It was not a problem and it was not con considered to be a boredom. Okay, it was normal back then. Um, but today we got, we crowded, our life is crowded. This generation children is crowded with stuff. It's crowded with um, things and entertainment that's continu continually flowing into their life. And um, the another reason why our kids are, are able to focus on God a lot more because in Russia we cut off from it a lot. We, we don't have to say... Uh, they don't have a direct access and we don't have enough finances to really to flood their life with things mm -hmm. like it is here. And they don't have church members and relatives that are living close by that would bring that into their life. They're, they're basically protected, you know. And for mothers today, as they have these babies, uh, raising these babies, I encourage them to create room and time for God for them. It's okay if a little child just sits on the floor and plays. Mm -hmm. You don't have to continually uh, like bring toys in, different things, and um, start their life with, um, uh, occupy their life uh, with entertainment all the time. Uh, also, when we keep the level of entertainment of our children on a lower level, on minimized level, then when they come to church, church looks very attract attractive to them. It's very entertaining, very engaging. They get excited. They, they like to participate. Now, if, if we flood our children's life with entertainment, whether it's just directly going to places or having in, uh, smartphones in their hands continually, uh, going through um, movies, whatever, music, uh, direct access to anything in this world that they have, of course, when they come to church, it looks dim to them because they're used to a high level of entertainment continually. Their mind needs to be continually agitated or provoked with games and everything else. So as, as you have the baby in your hands, don't feel obligated to uh, put that um, uh, level of entertainment in their life if you want room for God in their life. Uh, let them grow uh, free from these things. And we'll move on to say why. Um, now, also, uh, my kids' rooms are not uh, stuffed with toys and, and things. Uh, uh, they look pretty empty. You know, the clutter is, clutter is not there. Excessive clothing in the closet, excessive shoes collection. None of that there with my kids. Uh, I want them to focus on... On God and also schooling, I've noticed that less you crowd your children with stuff and things that distract their attention from what's important, the better their performances in school. That's proven fact in my children's life. And um, now when they're done with their chores, when they're done their schooling, when they uh, went to music school, which they go to music school and practice and over in the evenings, they, they have a reward of listening to a story or doing something they enjoy to do, painting, drawing, whatever, whatever they choose as a, as a reward for that they completed their day. 
uh, and they don't have freedom to run their uh, day, whatever they want to do every day, you know. So um, now I'm going to touch a uh, subject on the iPhones, the smartphones in our children's lives today. Um, now we homeschool our kids on one side of things, or they go to Christian school. We protect them from the uh, environment and the worldly um, engagement into uh, public school and the worldly things there that they teach our kids. But if we do that and put the smartphones in their hands, don't they have the same access to the same things the worldly kids have? You know, it defeats the purpose. Might as well put them in a the public school. Um, so um, they have access to music, to the clips, to the, um, to the uh, movies, to everything else. Uh, and as a result, uh, their mind goes in places and that they're not supposed to go. And as a result, they, they struggle in church as well. Uh, so if we're going to protect our kids, we're going to make sure that their access to the, to the um, through the devices to the world is limited. You know, I'm not speaking against those devices, but um, think of the um, uh, level of addiction. Let's say um, generation of a bishop and generation of uh, Pastor Joel Booker and my generation. Um, we were not raised with our smartphone in our hands. So today, if God tells us you need to lay it down and you don't touch that again because that's not my will. Let's say if God says that, I, th I don't think we'll have a problem with it. I don't, I don't think that the level of addiction to that level. But now, imagine our babies today raised with their smartphones in their hands. It's becoming another habit, another part of their being. Um, it's becoming normal in their life. And they say, well, my godly mother and grandmother put it in my hand, and that's, on, that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to hold on to it. But as we see these devices, they get more and more wicked. They're not getting better. They're getting worse. What if, I'm just thinking, it's just saying I'm not, not a doctor or anything. I'm um, thinking out loud. What if when the Antichrist comes, he's going to rule this world for these devices? If we have, and the children, if they have questions, they just go Google it instead of praying about it, instead of, you know, going to God about it. They're going to be um, going through these devices. What if? And and then at that point, they'll have a problem laying it down because it's part of their being. It's became like one of the hands or arms and, you know, one of the eyes that, you know, that. Uh, helping them to make it through this world. So I'm not saying completely done away with it, but I'm saying with children, we don't need to put it to the level of developing the habit or developing into having the iPhone handy at any at their convenience. Anytime they're ready, they reach it and get it and do whatever they want to do, like mm -hmm. free range, you know. So uh, I believe that's uh, one of the things that, our generation is facing. Mm -hmm. And the kids, they're very attentive to these things. Mm -hmm. They're like magnets. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, my children facing the same things and um, we're very limited to uh, limit them to what they can do and how they use the phones and what they use it for. Um, it's a device. 
Boy, I, I tell you, it, I, I, I'm amazed because I, I, I think I was maybe 35 when I got my first cell phone. And it was, I, I think I, I broke it actually the very first day I got it. I put, put one of those little holsters on my hip and I was walking out the door and I, I, it was right at the level of a, of a glass cabinet and I broke, I shattered the phone on the, on the glass thing I was used to keeping it. But, uh, and I, I, I gotta tell you, so I wanna ask you, so if you have a, uh, a 16 year old child that's mm -hmm. addicted to the phone 19 hours a day. What? Do, how do you get them off that? <laughs> I'm just teasing. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and they're, so they're already stuck now. So <laughs> like you get trained up a child yes. in the way they should yes. go. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, but I'm amazed. I saw a niece. I had a niece uh, recently. She's less than two years old, and she had her mom's phone, and she's flipping through mm -hmm. the screen flipping up and down sideways to find the things that she wanted. And she's like, she's not even two years old yet. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I, I still have a hard time finding kids. things. Yeah, it's an, it was amazing. And they mm -hmm. say that, uh, she said, she said, I think that, uh, um, oh, I, I, her cousin or something said, oh, she calls me all the time. She's less than two years old. And she, you know, her mom didn't even know. She goes in because she, she finds a picture mm -hmm. of auntie so-and-so. Yeah. And she touches on it and nah, she can't even yeah. talk yet. But right. yet she gets on the phone and, hey, you know, and they goo goo gaga. And it's just yeah. uh, unbelievable. But I think you got some hidden on. But, you know, going back to what if Just think about it. What, what would Jesus do? You know, famous question. Would he have iPhone in his hand today? Well, before we answer that question, I'll let you answer. Think about it. Think about that one. You know, would, could Satan use it? One thing that kind of caught my attention the other day was um, uh, it's a, it, I can't remember. It was looking for something, and it said uh, it asked me to to um, sign in, mm -hmm. or it said continue as a guest. I can't remember what it was I was looking for, and I just hit hit that because I didn't have a, an account or whatever. But it would. I, I thought, you know what? It, one of these days, it's going to be. They're going to. You're not going to be able. To, and I think there is something to getting people addicted to this stuff because mm -hmm. there's probably going to come a day where you have to get an account. Or they're not going to let you sign in as a guest because they want to know you and know all about Absolutely. you. And tightens uh, up every day. I think it is, and yeah. eventually it's going to be. In order to do anything, you're going to have to sign in to something, have an account, and it, you're not going to be able to find anything eventually yeah. unless you, you know, you're connected it's somehow. It's kind of so. like a free cheese in a trap, mouse trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you want to, what, what would Jesus, would he have a, <laughs> but you know, if, if, uh, our pastor talked a lot about social media and, yes, and do's absolutely. and don'ts and gave some great advice. So you go, go to our In the Lighthouse uh, uh, sermons and, and find that. Um, but uh, you definitely got to use wisdom, be careful. And um, because the thing is, it is in our environment and you, you got almost every job. You know, you, mm -hmm. I, I work from home on the computer. Right. I got to make a living out. No, now, you, could God provide for me? You can't get me? away from it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, you know, no. but you definitely got to be careful and, and watch what you're doing. But I definitely think there's some limits and some structure and things you got to mm -hmm. put on kids. Uh, right. I look at some of this stuff and I go, are you kidding me? You know, um, but they, yeah. can, they can get you in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another point uh, toward the... Uh, uh, smartphone and development of a child as it grows. Um, I had a ex 
certain accident that happened, really happened to my kids. They went to the play park one day and in our neighborhood and uh, some of the older kids um, started harassing them, like, you know, talking to them in Russian and they were making fun of my kids. Well, one of the young ladies were there witnessing it. Uh, so whenever my kids told me about it, I went to the play park to face the young man. Um, and they were saying, no, we didn't do it. They wouldn't accept that they've done it. So I turned to the young lady and I said, wasn't you here while the, this was happening? She said, yeah, I was here. I said, well, can you tell me what was going on? And she said, really, I wasn't here. I said, why? She said, I was on my phone. So it takes kids from reality. It separates them from reality. And um, in Russia today, in St. Petersburg specifically, there is a lot of deaths in young people because they walk uh, with their iPhones and they don't see the traffic. Mm -hmm. And the accident happens and it takes life. Uh, it, it completely separates a person from reality. And if our kids in the stages of their development, whether whether they are working toward their growth and development, learning how to handle things in reality, if they're separate from reality, they will never learn. My, my son sometimes comes to me and he says, Mom, I'm bored. And I was like, Nikolai, let's go pray because I want you to deal with it. I want you to learn to deal with things like that. You know, I'm lonely. Let's deal with it because we, we're in the circumstance. We can't do anything, you know. Uh, but if they have smartphones, they're never lonely. They're never alone. They're never, and if they face problems, they just go on their phone. It takes their mind off their problems and they never learn how to deal with it. They, they separate themselves from reality through the, uh, uh, these devices. And I want my children to grow, develop in the real world. I want them to feel, I want them to touch, I want them to run through the yard, dig in, dig in the dirt, I want them to face people face to face, not just on an iPhone, um, like the real stuff we had when we were growing up. Yeah, you know, people, they live in a virtual reality yeah. and they don't yeah. know how to talk to people. There's a, mm -hmm. a <laughs> I'm confessing here, confessions from the, from the podcast booth, uh, I was listening to an audio book with my with my grandson, and and uh, it was all about you know it was in the future and and gaming and virtual reality where people never mm -hmm. ever left their home. They just lived in yeah. like a sixteen square foot, you know, room and never right. had to leave. And they just yeah. they even created their own personality as a. I can't remember what they called it, an uh, avatar or something like that or, or something. Uh, and if they could make it look like whatever. And that mm -hmm. thing would go out into the, the world and, and be them. Right. And it would go to school for them and, I mean, whatever. It's, it's crazy weird, but it's probably not too far in the future. It's probably somewhat uh -huh. well, even happen. Like um, just recently, like on the news, they're saying this kid, yeah, I can't remember where, somewhere back east, you know, he, he got upset because he lost a video game uh, and, you know, he did something really bad. And it's just like they're just so addicted to it and, they're, you know, if something goes wrong, mm -hmm. they get so... Take it for reality. Yeah. And they just... Yeah. For real. Yeah. 
well, I hope Hayden won't mind, but we had a situation when he, he was in the fifth grade. Uh, he was going to public school before we took him out for homeschooling. And uh, we were facing with the teachers that he was going to be put back in the fifth grade again because of his math um, was not up, you know, on the right level. And uh, there was distractions in his school, um, a lot of distraction, uh, distraction. Uh, and we took him into homeschooling. And in two years, he didn't only catch up, but he progressed so much in math. He had no problem with it because he focused on, on that. We took video games out. We took all the stuff out. Mm. And he accomplished it. He succeeded. Uh, and... It was normal kid. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, oh, you put me in prison to succeed in math. No, <laughs> it wasn't that way. So um, I believe in our our kids are born so smart nowadays. They, every new generation gets smarter and smarter and smarter. And imagine if we can focus their mind on what's important in their life instead of wasting so much time on other things. The church is going to be powerful. Next generation church will be powerful. And if you want your child walking on water, you need to raise him mm -hmm. focused on what's right, on well, what's you're important. You're right about that, too. And, and you mentioned yeah. Sister um, uh, Booker being a good influence. And I remember when when, mm -hmm. when we first moved to this church, and this is really, I mean, we got in church for a little while up in, up in another part of the state. But this has been our church for the last 21 years or so. Um, but she told um, my wife that when you're when you pull your kids out of the world and they start coming to church, you mm -hmm. know, you got to put church and good things into them yeah. because there's a competition out there with, right. the, with all everything else and all the stuff that they're mm -hmm. going to be giving up or you want them to give up. Mm -hmm. um, you got to fill their lives with something and you got to get them involved and, and right. whatever. Absolutely. So it's, it's, yes. there's a lot to, and, and, and it's changed a lot, you know, yeah. um, like I said, 20 years ago, I didn't have a cell phone, <laughs> um, but we, you know, you can't live with them now, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it affects the worship when they come to church or some young people, you look at some young people I've been kind of observing lately that they, uh, don't pay attention to people around them. They just walk in the door, sit down on the pew, they don't shake anybody's hands. They then don't smile to nobody. And during the service, they scroll through the internet. Uh, God is not going to be mocked. Okay, God is a jealous God. You know, you have one hand on the uh, smartphone, scrolling through shopping dresses. Okay, left hand. The right hand raised to Jesus every time the preacher hits the high point. God is not going to be in competition with these things. I understand. Put put your phone on the vibrate. I mean, things happen in our life, but give God what's His, and see how your life will unfold, and uh, see how God will send blessings your way. Um, young young women looking for the right husband, uh, facing some uh, financial problem, good jobs. All of this is gonna come if we give God what's His. At the right time, Sunday, Sabbath, we gotta keep it holy. There is not one thing on earth that can be cannot wait till we get through with Sunday services. There is one. I mean, even if somebody passed away that moment, it can't still wait till Monday. I mean, 
I may be fanatical, but <laughs> <laughs> it works in my life. It really does. I, I don't touch my phone Sunday. Um, um, I well, try you, not to. Well, that's, um, that's, that's, what, that's what we do at home. We don't, um, like for Sunday, we don't have any electronics in our, in our house, you know, mm-hmm. and during service, in between service, we go home, take a nap or right. eat or get dressed or for, for whatever. But yeah. there's no, no electronics on Sunday for us. I, I got I gotta another confession here. I, I, I feel bad. I, so I, <laughs> I, I was setting up the time for the podcast. I asked, this trailer is, is uh, I sent you, do you get my text? Are we okay with uh, six o'clock tomorrow night? Uh, well, I might have gotten it, but I haven't checked my phone today. So she practices what she preaches, <laughs> and she lives by it. I'm like, I felt bad. I'm like, oh man, I hope I didn't make her feel bad. About <laughs> but you know what? We got to put this stuff aside, and, and you know, and I, I and something I feel convicted is is I'm I you know as an usher or whatever I'm counting and and taking roll or something like that. If you know, just want to make sure you know different mm-hmm. things, and I I you know I do it during church. But it's part of my job. But I, I, if, if scripture comes to mind, uh, uh, abstain from all appearances of evil. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I sat there and I've wondered before. I go, wonder if people think I'm like texting or doing something. So I probably need mm-hmm. to think of some other way to 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 do that. Because <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm not going to remember. Okay, all 500 people were they there today when I go home or the next day? Mm-hmm. I got to do it now. Right. I'm seeing people, mm-hmm. but I, f- I kind of feel like awkward about it because I'm like, I wonder if people think I'm like. You know, texting and video gaming or whatever. Playing Candy Crush. Yeah. <laughs> so I probably need to figure out a more discreet way to, to do it or something. But you're right, though. I, I definitely think God's going to, he's probably watching because you see people, you know, and I'm not going to name names, um, but, you know, people, you know, playing games or I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're mm-hmm. taking a role too. Well, so I've noticed not that. judge if, anybody. <laughs> during the, Everybody in the church is taking a no, role. No, <laughs> uh, I'm not preaching against those devices, but uh, just we just have to focus on the give God what's his. And sometimes I see young people bowing under their pew and what they're doing, they're scrolling through the internet while the preacher is preaching and I don't see how God can be happy about this. Oh, I, I definitely agree. I, so there's I, some... I want our young people to be blessed to the maximum. And I would like to finish um, uh, today's um, about to say, you know, as as Bishop and Pastor Joel Booker, um, drawing plans for the new church and architects working on the beautiful schematics of new facilities. I think uh, we as mothers today need to focus on what's our part and drawing schematics of uh, what our babies today that's born, because they're going to be walking those aisles, you know. And uh, God is going to give new facilities if people desire to move forward to the, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, and are willing to put their kids in a high level um, of dedication and raise spiritual kids, raise spiritual deep kids that will walk those aisles one day if lord tarries wow that's that's mm. good you know we 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 gotta we gotta think towards a future and those kids yes. and that's yeah. one thing i love Be- our past yeah. we dedicate yeah. time for our sunday yeah. school kids our children and and whatever but yeah i never never thought of it this church is you know it, we gotta raise them up they're they're yeah. gonna be we gotta do our part because bishop built this facilities it's absolutely gorgeous for our generation, for, for my generation. I, I, I mean, I'm content. I don't need anything else. I mean, yeah. but 
if we think of, if I think of my kids and the babies that's been born in this church today, um, God never stops and it's going to be a next level for them. We got to think of that. And I want church in Russia being built because I want my kids when they grow up old enough to invite people to church, they have facilities to invite them. Wow. So it, it's not, it's good enough for me, but it's not going to be good enough for the next generation. And as mothers, we're responsible how we raise our kids and what kind of, what part or what role they're going to be playing in that church of tomorrow. And you don't have to be born in the pastor's, pastor's family to become spiritual and used of God. If, if your parents are willing uh, to uh, spend time, to sacrifice their time and finances to invest in their kids, kids tomorrow, this is the church of tomorrow. That's exactly right. Well, again, we want, we want to thank you, uh, Sister Trailer, and, and we'll be sure to um, post your cell phone number so mothers can get a hold of you 24-6. Uh, don't call her on Sunday. Uh, she won't answer. No, I'm just teasing. But no, we appreciate this. This is some great stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think if, if, if mothers could get half this down, um, their kids are going to be better off. But listen to it twice, and you'll get, get all of it down. And um, we appreciate it. We thank you very much for having, having you take the time out of your busy life with these kids and, uh, and sharing some time with us. Thank you for um, spending your time listening to this. And I'm thankful to God for his divine mercy toward me and my children. Good. All right, Danny, why don't you take us home? All right. For those who want to leave any comments or questions, you can go ahead and email us at podcast at lighthouse.com or inlandlighthouse.com that's podcast at inlandlighthouse.com and once again we want to thank you sister trailer for uh, coming to visit and we'll see you on the next podcast <laughs>